The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lemont Williams, with co-host Jacob Greer. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here are your hosts, Lemont Williams and Jacob Greer. Sports of America, welcome back to another week of Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Network. I'm Lemont Williams, and my co-host for this week is Jermaine Henderson. The contact information to join the show is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email us at lemontwilliamsports at yahoo.com. Jermaine, how's your week going so far? Man, it's going pretty good, bro. How about yours? Oh, I can't complain. I'm trying to beat this heat. You know, I hear you. It, touched, I hear you. It, it touched 100 degrees a day. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, Texas weather, man. Yeah. Let's go ahead and roll into the show. Today's show, we'll talk about the Houston Texans week one of NFL training camp, play my interview with Houston Texans offensive tackle Brandon Torrey. We'll go around the NFL, talk about other NFL storylines, invite Channel 13 Eyewitness News sports reporter Bob Slovak to the show. We'll discuss college slash arena football as well as boxing storylines. But first, Jermaine, let's go ahead and talk about this never-ending drama in the Major League Baseball called performance-enhancing uh, drugs, better known as PEDs, uh, for the uh, – Listeners out there, Manny Ramirez and David Ortiz was among 104 names listed on that uh, infamous list that uh, has been con- contained by somebody. Somebody got that list, but that list revealed that these guys tested positive uh, back in 2003 for performance-enhancing drugs. Uh, Jermaine, these guys was B, was real big key members in the Boston, Sox, Boston, Boston Red Sox World Series Championship back in 2004 and 2007. Uh, for the most part, Jermaine, you know, this report coming out last week, you know, I, I really, man, I, I'm going to let you, I'm going to get your opinion on before I state mine. But do you think that now that the report is leaking names out one week at a time, you think they need to just go ahead and release all the names on that list? Well, I think they they, they definitely should. Uh, you know, they need to leak it or just go ahead and expunge everything. I mean, because it's, to me, it's, re- it's really getting redundant. I mean, these guys, they know who they are. They, they all know who they got to have. Somebody actually had to have covered that information up because I'm just wondering why now, you know, everything is leaking out if this stuff happened back, you know, in the past, 2003, 2004. So I think they should just, you know, go ahead and reveal who, who everybody's name on the list or just expunge everything. Yeah, I, I really think that with David Ortiz, I'm not really mad at Ortiz because back in 2003, as well as with A-Rod, they, the league wasn't testing for it. So, no foul, no I mean, no harm, no play. Right. But at the same time, with Manny Ramirez, he was just suspended, coming off a 50-game suspension. 
So I'm kind of like, you know, uh, wondering about him and, and stuff after 2003. But for the most part, I, if I was a player, I would kind of be upset with, with the union. And if my name was somewhere on that list or if I knew I took that test back in 2003 and I knew I was doing something illegal at the time but wasn't being tested for it or being punished for it, uh, I'd be a little nervous about them releasing my name. But we'll see in due time, man. Uh, whoever got this list got it out for Major League Baseball as well as these players. So uh, it's a drama, ongoing drama, like I stated there earlier. Let's go ahead and move into some boxing. Jermaine, talk a little boxing. Uh, let's go ahead and update our listeners. There's a story that we that I talked about with Jacob a couple of weeks ago. Uh, uh, Brazilian police investigated that uh, boxer, uh, Antonio Gotti, you know, was uh, found, you know, they, they arrested his wife on the suspicion that she committed, I mean, that she killed him. But they came out stated this week or last week that it was, he had committed suicide and released his wife from jail. Uh, now, you know, now that he's been released, his wife has been released from jail, Jermaine, you think that his wife should follow a, a civil lawsuit against the Brazil Police Department? I mean, she could, but she she probably won't win. I mean, if she was, I mean, from my understanding, from what I've read and research I've done, she she was actually there, and you know, if you're there, you're you're an accessory to the crime. I mean, you know, it's, you know, that's just the thing is, you know, due process. You know, if she knew she was innocent, uh, you know, the entire time she didn't have anything to worry about. I mean, at, at this point in time, I mean, she just lost her husband, so I, I don't even know why. I mean, I wouldn't, me personally, I wouldn't even go through, you know, through the motions of trying to file a lawsuit. You know, she was found innocent. She's released. She's back home. And now, you know, it's time for her just to, uh, you know, to mourn her husband's death. Yeah, I think that the fact that uh, <clears throat> the Brazilian police department jumped to the gun, and, and they did rightfully so, they, they arrested her uh, with, their, uh, with the suspicion that she did something wrong. But in due time, they released her. I mean, only time, only thing she lost was time. But in return, will I file a civil lawsuit? I, I wouldn't personally. I just, like you said, I kind of move on with the situation and kind of grieve for my husband. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about some more boxing news that came out last week. Uh, Roger Mayweather, the uncle of head trainer of Floyd Mayweather Jr., was arrested last week and charged with corrosion, with force and battery strangling on a former uh, a former female professional boxer that he trained in the past, Jermaine. Uh, uh, this act clearly shows that the Mayweather camp is out of control, man. Uh, you know, Money Mayweather got a, is scheduled to return to the ring in September against Juan uh, uh, Martinez, I think that's his name. Do you think this incident will affect his preparation for that fight, Jermaine? Well, not really. Not, you know, for us. For he's, a, he's an ultimate professional. The cat is really skilled and talented. I mean, each time, I don't know, I always watch the uh, 24-7 you know, uh, you know the boxers. You know, you know, following them through training camp, and they always got something going on over there. That family has always had issues from way back. You know, Floyd's, you know, biological father, and you know, Roger. They don't even get along. And for it to be, a, you know, I'm thinking it's more of a uh, he had something going on with that female boxer because, from what I understand, he had a, in the chokehold when the cops got there. So, <laughs> uh, but as, as, as far as she hit him over the head with a lamp. So, I mean, I, the only thing I can think of if she owed him some money or it was, you know, in a strange, you know, relationship went bad. and But, you know, I guess to answer your question, I don't think it'll, it'll affect anything. He he may be in jail, you know, at the time of that fight. But, you know, as far as Floyd going off and then taking care of business, I think, it, you know, he'll, he'll he'll do what he has to do come fight night. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that how that situation play out heading to September. Let's go ahead and talk a little arena football, man. Arena Football League uh, announced this week that they were folding and, Suspended operation indefinite, uh, you know, and also they they uh, stated that they are declaring for bankruptcy. 
you know, Jermaine, I, I guess I saw this coming when, the, you know, AFC, AFL suspended league play for 2009 season. And, uh, you know, and back in 2008, the, the commissioner stepped down. So uh, it's, a, it's a black eye on, on, on the league as well as players that made a living off the AFL. But uh, hopefully that this new league, the UFL, will kind of put a Band-Aid on that situation to help players make that transition from the arena league to now to outside, outside football again. Yeah, I mean, I'm more so, you know, hurt because the simple fact it's just another, you know, outlet for guys coming out of college. They, you know, they want to continue to pursue their uh, their football career, um, and you know, now that you know that's one outlet. But like you said, they are, I guess, replacing it with the uh, the AFL, and I, I think the salaries are a little bit higher, you know, for the AFL players. So you know, as I said, I mean, I kind of saw it coming as well. They're gonna, you know, definitely get drowned out. And but you know, arena football has been out for a while, and you know, a lot of guys. I know a couple guys, you know, personally that you know, play, you played, and you know some buddies of mine. So I mean, it was, you know, it's gonna be, it'll be sad to see that that league go. Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about uh, some college football as well. Hawaii head coach uh, Greg McMackin was uh, uh, suspended last week. You know, he had made a homosexual slur. About a Notre Dame chant, uh, you know, he. I, I think the suspension is somewhere, Jermaine, like 30 days without pay. Now he has to volunteer an additional 7% pay cut from his, uh, you know, from his uh, annual salary. Uh, Jermaine, you know, besides the fact that Lamacan made a mistake with that slur, do you think his punishment was fair or unfair? I think it's definitely, you know, fair. I mean, yeah, it's definitely fair. I mean, he he violated the you know sportsmanship code, from my understanding. Now, now, did he volunteer that seven percent pay cut? I don't know about that. I mean, I don't know any man. He's taking money out of his own pocket now. If the uh, if the you know if the the, the whack, if the, you know, if they reprimanded him and said, okay, this is going to be your punishment, you know, at seven percent. I don't know if I would have done that on my own, but I mean, he definitely deserved to be punished, you know, for that. You don't say stuff like that in public because you never know who you're offending. So, yeah, he he definitely made a, a bonehead decision by making that that statement about uh, about the uh, Notre Dame chant. But you know, again, I agree. I think that additional seventy percent was kind of too much. I think he's roughly somewhere to lose one hundred and sixty-nine k this year in that punishment. So. Uh, uh, you know, FYI to all the coaches out there, be careful mm-hmm. when you set your mouth because you will pay for it. Let's go ahead and talk about a coach that lost money to a coach that, that got a lot of money. Uh, University of Florida football coach uh, Irvin Meyer got a pay raise this week. You know, a little his resume pretty much speaks for itself, taking the Gators to two national championships in four seasons. I think the deal somewhere, Jermaine, is like six years, $24 million, making him the highest-paid SEC coach in 2009. You know, and it just it just comes to show you, you know, with hard work and great production, you get paid, especially in college football as a coach, man. Uh, I really think Irvin, Irvin Meyer deserved every penny he got in that contract, and I think he needs to really take Tim Tebow and their family out uh, to a nice dinner because if it wasn't for Tim Tebow, he wouldn't have got that nice deal. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, Florida Gators have always been one of the you know, top-notch programs in the nation, but, uh, you know, when Urban, Urban Meyer arrived, you know, they, he's just definitely taken them to another level. And as you said, you know, having Tim Tebow under the helm for, you know, uh, he, what, he's a, a three-, four-year starter, you know, 
All American. So, um, you know, it was well deserved, though. I mean, a coach like that, you got to go ahead and ink him to a long, long term deal, have him satisfied. So, you know, you know, you know, you know what you have coming. Yeah, he'll be there for the next, you know, six years, and it definitely helps the recruiting class. Recruiting class is coming in later. You know, Urban Meyer is going to be the head coach. Yeah, we have less than one minute before for our break. Real quick, do you think college athletes should be paid in school now that you see Urban Meyer getting deals like this? Man, fam, we could that could, that could be a whole show. But uh, <laughs> just keep it quick. I definitely think that these guys should be getting getting paid more than what their little stipend that they get. You know, financial aid grants, or, you know, whatever. I mean, because these guys are generating. What is that? A, it's a billion dollar industry, I think. You know, yeah. as far as these deals they're getting inking from these uh, television. I mean, television. You know, endorsements. They definitely should be getting a piece of that pie. Okay. Well, Jermaine, it's time for us to take another break. Or take a come, taking a break. I'm sorry. Coming up, we invite Channel 13 Eyewitness Sports reporter Bob Slovak to the show. Next on Outside the Huddle with Lee Mott Williams and co-host Jermaine Henderson on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. From the vantage point, Mafatu saw six war canoes drawn up on the beach. But what held the boys' eyes in awful trance were the figures, the eaters of men, cannons. Mafatu watched the strange scene, powerless to move. In that very instant, he heard a crashing in the undergrowth. Four figures were tearing through the jungle. He turned and ran blindly down the trail, thinking only of its canoe. If only he could reach it before the savages overtook him. Explore new worlds. Find out what happens next by reading the book Call It Courage by Armstrong Sperry. For other great book ideas, visit literacy.gov. A message from the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Dad, can I ask you something? Sure. There's this girl I kind of like. Say no more. You just have to impress her. Okay, but how? Just, I don't know, pick up a lot of heavy things around her. Like what? You know, desk, chairs, people. Grunt if you have to. Grunt? Yeah, be like, oh! Uh. There you go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. When you adopt a child from foster care, just being there makes all the difference. To learn more, call 1-888-200-4005. A public service announcement brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we... We cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host for the day, Jermaine Henderson on the Voice America Sports Network. Jermaine is the segment where I invite former active players to the show, but today I'm going to do a little something different. I'm going to invite a good buddy of mine that I've been Following behind this whole summer as an intern down at Channel ABC, I mean Channel 13 ABC. So I'm going to invite Bob Slovak to the show. Bob, welcome to the show. Hey, Lee Mine, good to be with you. Hey, man, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show, talk some sports as well as other things that we might come across our face or table today. So, Hey, Bob, man, you know, I'm a former player. My, my career just ended after high school, though. 
<laughs> no speed, yeah. no speed, well, man. It killed me. <laughs> oh, okay. Before we talk about the Houston Texans professional teams, uh, Bob, you, you mentioned you played uh, high school sports, but go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit how you got into the sports broadcasting business. Uh, you know, I went, went to college. I uh, got a communications degree from Stephen of Austin up in Nacogdoches. Uh, funny stories, like you go to college and they make you pick a major. You know, and back then, I, this is, I'm talking 1982, back then I was long hair, rock and roll, and they go, hey, you got to pick a major, so I picked communications because I thought I'd get into radio. Got into radio and figured out you couldn't make a whole lot of money right out of school in radio because I had some buddies in it, so switched over to TV, didn't want to do news because, you know, I'm a sports guy like most guys, so I got into sports and got my first job in a little bitty town up in Oklahoma and just kind of worked my way up through the ranks, and I've been in Houston now for 11 years, so uh, I grew up in Dallas, so I'm a Texan, so uh, uh, good to be uh, close to home, and I, I, I really enjoy living in Houston, so I've, I have for the last 11 years, so I uh, enjoy covering the Houston sports scene, always something going on, that's for sure. Cool, 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 so Bob, let's go ahead and start with what's hot here in Houston right now, and that's, that's our Texans. Uh, what's your take on watching the first week of training camp? You know what, they look good, but unfortunately the, uh, the injury bug bit them here the last couple of days. Uh, with a couple of guys going down, Chris Myers, the center, and, uh, and Jock Reeves, the cornerback. And cornerback's going to be a problem, you know, as we wait to see what Dante uh, Robinson's going to do. He's going to come in, but I don't expect him to come in before the first week, the week before the first game. But, but they've looked good. There's been some good bright spots out there. You know, uh, one, one bright spot's been Andre Davis, the receiver. You know, everybody looks at uh, Andre Johnson and, and, uh, and the other starters and uh, – but Andre Davis, you know, he, he's been catching everything. He's, he's going to be a spark plug, I think, this year. I'm really impressed with him. And uh, um, the offensive lines look pretty good. I've really enjoyed Now, Lima, you played. I really enjoy watching the offensive linemen go against the defensive <laughs> linemen. I mean, they haven't even been in full pads, but those guys, they don't give an inch. There's uh-huh. been a couple of pushing and shoving out there. I mean, that, that's one, one uh, drill that I really enjoy seeing. Uh, hard to tell. I mean, I, I think the offensive line is going to be pretty good. I want to see what the defensive line does in live action, though, against somebody else. I mean, they, yeah. they beefed it up, but, but I want to see what they can do. And yeah. I like the linebacker, Brian Cushing. He's, you know, he brings a nastiness to the team. Lemont, I don't know if you were a nasty player when you played, <laughs> but Brian Cushing is going to be a nasty player, and that defense needs something like that. So there's been some impressive, uh, impressive people out there so far. We were only like six days into camp. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking with Channel 13 Eyewitness Sports reporter Bob Slovak. Bob, let's go ahead and transition to the NBA and talk a little Rockets. Uh, Yao Ming had a surgery and is out for the 2009 season. Uh, how would that uh, Yao Ming injury affect the, the Rockets' chemistry heading into the 2009 season? You know, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be much of a season for the Rockets. It's, uh, it's going to be a struggle. I mean, Daryl Morey, the GM, he's a pretty good guy. He, he knows what he's doing. He's going he's gonna to try to get a patchwork team out there, but when you when you don't have Yao Ming for the entire season, you're not going to have Tracy McGrady for half the season or maybe more. I mean, you're going to go out there and you're just going to have some guys fighting and clawing the whole time. Morey's going to put a good group out there, but um, it's, it'll be a struggle to get that eighth seed. You know, seventh, eighth seed, it's going to be a fight just to get that. Uh, and that that's unfortunate, too, after the season they had last year, you know, and then the injuries got them again. Um, It'll be a struggle. It was a slap in the face. I, th- I think it was a maybe a wake-up call when the schedule came out the other day, uh-huh. and they were not on national TV one time. Oh. I mean, that was probably a wake-up call for a lot of fans. We were like, 
oh, wow, if, if the TV networks don't think the Rockets are going to be very good, I think a lot of people are probably saying, okay, this will be kind of a, kind of a uh, throwaway season as they wait for Yao to get better and see what happens with Tracy. Yeah, you mentioned Tracy. That was my next question. What, well, you know, what are you think the, the Rockets are going to do with T-Mac uh, once he comes back from injury? You know, I think they're going to let him play. I mean, they'll let him. As soon as he's ready to play, they're going to let him play. Everybody's like going, you need to trade him, you need to trade him. They're going to keep that salary. I mean, yeah. a lot of teams are going to want that salary. You know, he, his contract's up, and that's $20 million off the salary cap. I think the Rockets are going to be smart, and they're going to let him play and get what they can out of him and then take the, you know, that's going to be $20 million off their salary cap because next, that next season, 2010, there's going to be a lot of big-name free agents out there, and the Rockets are going to be a big-time player in it. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking with Channel 13 Eyewitness Sports reporter Bob Slovak. Lastly, Bob, before we go, uh, Houston, let's talk a little Houston Nashville. You think they'll make a playoff this year? <laughs> no. <laughs> I have said it. It's funny. I mean, I, I mean, I've said this, and this is no joke. I have said it since April. They are a 500 team, and they will be a 500 team until the end of the season. They may not end up 81 and 81, but they're going to be very close to it. They just don't have they don't have the pitching. You know, the Astros have they have a team that always seems to get on a roll, but I don't think their winning streaks. They, I don't think they've had a winning streak more than four or five games this year, and that's just the way it's going to be. You know, we saw today, Moeller was pitching pretty good. They got a lead, and then they lost it. I mean, that's that's just that's you know you know the old saying, you are who you are, and yeah. the Astros are no better than a 500 team. They you know they need some more big guns. I mean, yeah. they, they need – I don't know if they need to spend more money. They just need to have things fall into place for them, which is, it has happened in the past. It's not going to happen this season. Okay. Last question before we go to break. What's Lance Bergman's current status on this strain left calf? Do you know? He did not look good yesterday or the day before when he ran. So he comes off the DL on Friday. So they'll have to make a decision, you know, whether to extend that or not. But he wasn't too optimistic yesterday after testing it. You know, it's a calf strain. I don't know if, you know, they say a grade two strain. I'm not a doctor, but that sounds, sounds like it's more than just your average Charlie horse. <laughs> so uh, uh, Bergman didn't seem optimistic, and usually players are, are, you know, when you ask the player, they're usually more optimistic than you are, but he didn't sound that way. So it comes off the deal Friday, but I'm not so sure that's going to happen. Okay. Well, Bob, I appreciate you stopping by the show, showing me some love, man, and, and being patient with me this summer as I continue to learn the the TV side of broadcasting, and uh, if I don't see you this week, I'll see you this weekend out there in training camp. All right, man, you can just, uh, the show sounds good, man. I'll be talking to you later. All right, take care. All right, thanks, bud. After this short break, we'll come back, talk NFL uh, storylines, as well as other stuff. Next on Outside the Huddle with Lee Mott Williams and co-host for the day, Jermaine Henderson, on the Voice America Sports Network. We cover everything. 
Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. When I found out my jeans were made using child labor in sweatshops, I wrote a letter to the company saying, reconsider your labor practices. A few months later, I get a letter back saying thanks for being a loyal customer, and they included a coupon for a 25% discount on their jeans. So I got smart, wrote letters every day to all the stores that carry the brand, asking them to stop supporting the companies who use child labor in sweatshops. And I just kept getting letters back thanking me for my concerns and more coupons for more discounts on more jeans. So I'm telling my friend about it, and she flips out, saying that between all the letters and coupons, some paper company cut down a small forest, driving off two indigenous tribes, hundreds of endangered animals, killing thousands of plant species, some of which may have contained vaccines for HIV, cancer, and syphilis. Meanwhile, the guys cutting down the trees are 13-year-old kids who work night and day for months just to save up enough money to buy a pair of jeans made by child labor in sweatshops. Saving the world isn't easy, but saving a life is. Just one pint of blood can save up to three lives. Visit bloodsaves.com to learn more. This public service announcement was brought to you by the Ad Council. Hey, y'all. This is Stephen Cochran. As a country artist, I have traveled around this great country of ours, often meeting our brave men and women in uniform. And as a Marine and veteran of both the Iraq and Afghan conflict, I know how important it is to thank our troops who defend our freedom each and every day. One of the best ways to thank them is to give their children and spouses the gift of education. Scholarships for two years, four years, and vocational school. This is exactly what a national charity, Thanks USA, does. Please go to their website, www.thanksusa.org, to make a generous donation to the Thanks USA Scholarship Fund for the families of the troops, and I thank you. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host for the day, Jermaine Henderson, on the Voice America Sports Network. Jermaine, it's that segment where I love the most where we talk nothing but football. And starting this week, NFL training camp kicked off, and our beloved Houston Texans started their eighth training camp this season. Uh, you know, and the mentality was set early and often by Vontrell uh, Leach. He came out in the first press conference, said either it's going to be playoff or bus season. You know, mentality, and uh, uh, so far they've been living up to it. The practice has been uh, been consistent. They, like Bob Slovak, our guest earlier, stated that they've been bit by the injury bug. Jock Reed went down. The cornerback went down this week. Uh, Glover Quinn, another rookie cornerback, went down. Had a bru had a bruised, real deep bruised thigh. But for the most part, uh, all in all, they look pretty good. Andre Johnson looks like he's heading back to another Pro Bowl season, having another Pro Bowl season. D'Amico Ryan is leading the troops. On the defensive end, what can you say about uh, uh, rookie sensation Steve Slayton? Man, he, he looks spe- uh, spectacular. I just hope that he doesn't get injured or get, you know, uh, digress uh, or any sophomore slump going into this season, man. But all in all, the Texans look like they're ready and the mentality and the expectation is high for our team this year. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, um, as long as they they stay healthy, you know, and speaking back on what you said about uh, Steve Slayton, he will definitely uh, have an, another good season as as long as he stays healthy. 
and uh, the line stays healthy. So it, it should it should be good. That's definitely gonna hurt though. With you know, uh, we already slim in the secondary with with um what's name being out holding out for his contract disputes, and uh, and Jock going down. Those extra reps they definitely gonna need him. So. Yeah, and I forgot to let the listeners know as well. Cornerback Dante Robertson is still holding out, searching to see, uh, seeking for a new deal. Has not signed his franchise franchise tenure that was offered by the team. So uh, with corners going down like flies, that seems to be remained. So we'll see this week if he signs. But you know, hopefully, I know he'll he'll sign. With the economy way he's looking, he can't afford to walk away from nine point nine million. But, man, I got a question, man. Uh, Vontrell Lee set the tone earlier, man, with the playoff, playoffs or bust mentality. Do you agree or disagree with that mentality heading into this season for the Texans? And definitely. I'm a, I'm a Texans, Texans fan, and, you know, this, this organization has is, is, is been in existence for a little while now. I think the, uh, the Houston fans are, you know, it's, you know, they're about ready and getting a little bit impatient. Uh, me, personally, I just think the uh, team's going to go as far as, you know, as the quarterback. Um, so, you know, they, it definitely will be a bust season. If they don't get to make the playoffs, I'm, I'm going on record saying to myself it's going to be a, a bust. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, the Texans, you know, you've been a former offensive player, and I'm a defensive mind type of player, a former defensive player. I think it starts on the defensive end. Uh, we was ranked, I think, 22nd in defense overall as a unit, and I think we made some good foundation, solid picks throughout the draft. Uh, we drafted Brian Cushing. Like Bob Slovak, our guest said earlier, he's a tough individual. Uh, can bring that toughness, that Ray Lewis toughness to our defense, as well as we got a speedster off the end, Connor Baldwin, out of Cincinnati, man, uh, doing one-on-ones, and he was just putting on a show out there. So I'm just excited about the defensive pieces that we put together, as well as grabbing Antonio Smith out of Arizona from the Super Bowl team last year. So with these key pieces that we put in place, I'm so excited about the about the season coming up. Uh, one more question before we roll into my interview that I had with Brandon Torrey. Uh, Jermaine, is that uh, if you had to think of two players, one on offense, one on defense, or just two players in general, with the most pressure on them this season for the Texans, which players would that be? Well, offense, I'm definitely going to have to go with um, the QB, uh, Matt Schaub, because uh, it's yet to be seen if, he's, if he's going to pan out to be the quarterback that the, uh, the Texans expected him to be. Um, he's going to have to definitely be consistent, stay healthy, and the team will go as, as, as far as, you know, as, as he takes us. He, he definitely got all the weapons in place. He got a Pro Bowl receiver, you know, and you know, a nice, solid foundation of running back, Slade and Camp. Now, as far as on defense, I'm going to probably have to say Mr. Robinson because, you know, I know it's a business, you know, from a business standpoint, he's definitely trying to secure his future. Uh, but, you know, holding out, if they do sign you to, a, you know, extend him to a, a long-term contract, and he comes out and don't put up the numbers or, you know, give him the type of production that, you know, they're hoping, then it's just going to be like, well, you know, okay, Dante, you know, we've we've jumped out there and gave you this money and we committed to you, but, you know, what have you done in return? So Yeah, I just I, – I, my, my two guys uh, offensively is J- Jacoby Jones. I've been out there all week. You know, this guy has a lot of potential, a lot of talent, but for some reason he's very inconsistent. Uh, he drops a lot of passes, so the pressure is on him to either make the squad this year. So he got guys chopping at the bit, trying to get his position. So the pressure is on him. And on defense is Amobi Okoye, uh, now the rookie they, they drafted. Well, he's not a rookie now. He's heading to his third season training camp. Uh, he's a young man that got drafted out of Cincinnati. Not Cincinnati, uh, Louisville a couple years ago. D. Lyman had a real disappointing 08 season. So I want to see how he pans out this season as well. 
now that the fact they got Mario is doing well on one end, they got Antonio Smith through free agency on the other end, and they got they expect uh, Okoye to be able to step up in the middle, to clog up the middle. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do this year, and I feel like they have the most pressure. Jermaine, uh, have an opportunity to cover the Texans this year and have media access uh, throughout the Texans organization. Uh, man, you know, I first day of training camp, ran to a good buddy of mine, man, that I played Little Pup, that played with me at Howard University, man, and I didn't even know he got signed to the Texans until the last, well, the last couple of days before mini camp. So I had an opportunity to do an interview with him real quick uh, after training camp. So I'm going to go ahead and get Justin I engine to play that, uh, that interview with Brandon Torrey real quick for me. This is Levi Williams, host of Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Network. Here, day one at Houston, Texas, 2009 training camp. And I got a good buddy of mine, man, from back in the day, Howard University, man. Uh, Brandon Torrey here, signing on with the Texans. Brandon, uh, tell me, man, how was your first day of training camp? Uh, man, uh, as usual, uh, the first day is always uh, time to get the bugs out, get a little rust off. So it's a little rusty for me, but, um, you know, we got this uh, afternoon practice, and it's more of a, a teaching session, so that should be good, man. Okay, okay, uh what are you? What, what kind of goals are you setting? I know one of your goals is trying to make the team, but uh, uh, what's your uh, uh, expectation going into this training camp as well as the season? Uh, more than anything, um, definitely get on the 53-man roster this year. I've been on practice squad for three years straight. Um, so uh, if whatever whatever that involves, impressing the coaches, winning every day in one-on-ones, that's that's my goal. You know, uh, just to be on that 53 and. Uh, if not start, then be a backup, you know, so. Okay. I'm talking with Brandon Torrey, former Howard University Bison, now Houston, Texans, old tackle. Brandon, uh, yeah, you, you mentioned that uh, you're trying to make the squad and you had the opportunity to play with different teams, uh, but you was on the, had the opportunity to win the Super Bowl with the New York Giants back in the day, man. Uh, can you go back and tell us a little bit about that experience? That whole year was crazy, man, because I started out with Arizona, uh, and I finished the season with them, and New York called me to come out for the playoffs. And I decided to do that, and then uh, I ended back up in Arizona for the Super Bowl. Uh, it was uh, – I, I still really can't believe uh, everything that happened and how things worked out, you know, uh, but everything happens for a reason. That, that, that made me a firm believer of that, man. So it's uh, – I got something that a lot of people don't have in this sport, you know, and uh, I'm fortunate about that, you know. Okay. Being that I'm a former Bison and, and I'm slimming down now, but I had an opportunity to play against you in college, man, and uh, for all our listeners out there that's – Following in our footsteps, I'm now on the media side of the game, uh, no longer playing, and now you're still active players playing. What can you tell the listeners out there, especially from the HBCU, of how to be able to get to this level and maintain uh, the play at this high-intensity level? I think it's hard work, man. Uh, coming from HBCU, I didn't know about – we got on shells today. I, I never knew shells existed. We went full pads. You know, me and you, we used to bang every day. And uh, that, that, I, think we're, I think we're ready, man. This is a level of uh, a technique. Uh, that's that's missing. Um, but other than that, man, it's, the speed's not much difference. Uh, athletic ability isn't different. Uh, it's just a level of technique and uh, how hard you want to work. That's about it. Okay, Brandon, I appreciate it, man. No much much luck this year. Again, for the listeners, I had an opportunity to interview an old teammate of mine, not that far away, but I graduated in 03. He graduated in 05. Uh, Brandon Torrey, he's now currently an old tackle with the Houston Texans, trying out to make their 53 man roster. Uh, Jermaine, uh, Brandon, a little, little history on, on Brandon, man. I used to give him the business. No offense to Brandon, but I used to give him the business in one-on-ones. Uh, that's when our new defensive coordinator came in and converted me from playing just outside stand-up linebacker and put my hand in the dirt play a little defensive end. So 
uh, I'm, I'm proud to see that, you know, all that be nice to give him and practice paid off because he made it to the next level. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I said, play here, play there. I mean, you could definitely just as easily be out, you know, out there. But in mind, he's he's actually playing. I, I used to give him fits out in one on one playing safety. Uh, Keith Davis, you know, active player in the league. So I, I definitely can identify with that. But you know, you, you're always happy to see if you know, a fellow teammate guy that you uh, you know you went to war with and battled in practice out there having success. Yeah, I'm proud of him, man. All in all, I'm proud of him. Uh, proud that he, he made it this far, man. And and also, he like he stated in the interview, he got something that nobody that everybody wants is a Super Bowl ring. So I just wish him luck, and I'm gonna continue to root for him inside as I stand out there and watch him doing practice, and continue to watch the Houston Texans. So for the listeners out there, stay tuned for next week as I constantly update you guys on how the Texans are progressing as well as the AFC South division. Jacob, I mean, Jacob, Jermaine, let's go ahead and move forward and talk about some other NFL storylines, starting off with Plexico Barrows being indicted on uh, three weapons counts. Uh, two of those counts is criminal possession of weapons, and one count is reckless endangerment. You know, for the most part, man, uh, you know, I knew the grand jury was going to indict Plex because when you got the mayor and the DA go- going publicly, you know, stating their opinion and demanding prison time, you know, that influenced the jury members, in my opinion, Jermaine, and, and in, in all in all, I just had a feeling that that they had it out for Plex, and and them Plex gonna have to either serve time or, or find a way to kind of get himself out of this situation. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, you know. You know, I'm he. I don't know. I'm 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 really torn on this, but you know, I I definitely think that you know they're making a lot more out of this, and you know what it is. You know, he he did have a gun in public, and the laws are different. You know, up on you know you know different states from state to state. Uh, but you know, I just feel bad for you know Plaxi messing with this man's livelihood. You know how he take care of his family, but then again, he has to look in the mirror, and you know he can't blame anybody but himself because he could have easily just been at home with his wife and and family, and you know not been out in the clubs and you know packing the gun. So uh, you know, I just wish the best for him. My prayers go out, you know, to him. I hope that this situation uh, it, it works in his favor. Yeah, let me ask you a question: If you was Plex and Plex shoes, would you take the plea deal now, plea bargain now that you've been indicted, or would you ride it out and go to court? Go to trial, man. Honestly, I think he should have taken that that plea bargain. You know that they they threw out there a little earlier. You know, and I think that they you know want him to serve a couple months. You know, was it Rikers Island? I know it. You know, it's one of the most you know the notorious you know you know prisons in you know in the country. You know, that's definitely not a place that you want to go. But he probably should have just went ahead and served that you know that three months, got that out of the way, and then had to deal with you know Goodell and the NFL and coming back a couple games suspension now. He's risk taking it to trial, and they're gonna to try to throw the book at him. Yeah, uh, he he definitely should take the plea deal. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of coming back, Tom Brady came back this past weekend as the New England Patriots opened up their training camp. Uh, you know, pay, uh, pay man. I mean, I pay man. Tom Brady stated that he's ready to move on with the next phase of his comeback uh, uh, process. And you know, the the Patriots added some weapons to their 2019. Jermaine, uh, they added Joey Galloway as a wide receiver and running back Fred Taylor. How you think the 2009 Patriots will play this season? I think they'll be back to the Patriots of old. I mean, Brady, as long as the, the offensive line protect him, he has one of the best offensive lines in the league, so I don't see that being a problem. Uh, as long as he's just not you know, being timid and not thinking too much about the knee, just goes out there and be Tom Brady, they're going to be fine. You know, and add veteran players like you know Fred Davis, uh, I mean, Fred Taylor, excuse me, uh, you know, veteran running back. To me, he should be a future Hall of Famer. 
Uh, enjoy Galloway with that speed they had with Randy Moss and speed. They, I just think they're just going to be right back to the Patriots of old. They're going to dominate their division, and they're going to be a team to be reckoned with in the playoffs. Yeah. Speaking of quarterbacks making comebacks, uh, a boy up there in Minnesota, man, Tavares Jackson, he's been missing two practices due to knee, uh, knee injury. He injured his left knee, excuse me, and uh, you know, he was competing against Sage Roosevelt. You know, you think now that this injury had come, to uh, uh, Tavares Jackson, you think that Minnesota's going to be knocking on Brett Favre's door to come out of retirement, Jermaine? No, I think if they're smart, they'll go ahead and close that, that, that chapter with the Brett Favre thing. I mean, if Brett expresses interest that he definitely wants to come back, maybe. But, you know, I think you just move on and play with the guys you have, you know, so they can get, you know, comfortable. And, you know, they, they're out there competing for the starting job. You know, Sage and, and Tavares, you know, I, you know, I, I really don't, you know, seeing Sage play the past couple of years, you know, I, I really have yet to see if he, he can be, a, you know, a starting you know quarterback for 16 games in this league. And Tavares, I think, is just, you know, a thing as far as more mental with him because he definitely has all the tools to be, you know, one of the better quarterbacks. But I think it's more mental. So Yeah, I think Tavares had to, had the edge until he got injured. So we'll see how that plays out. Let's go ahead and talk about one more quarterback. What's the show unless we can't talk about Michael Vick? And let's talk about Vic. You know, uh, uh, Robert Kraft, the owner of uh, New England Patriots, said that they're not interested in Vic. Pretty much like all the owners are saying right now, each, each week each owner comes out and says they're not interested in Vic. But Vic went ahead and made a statement coming from his bankruptcy court saying that he's getting close to signing with a professional team. He didn't mention which team, but he says he's getting close. Uh, then the, the Green Bay Packers general manager, uh, Thomas, I forgot his, uh, Thompson, I forgot his first name, Stated, you know, danced around the question the other day when the media asked him if the Patriots was interested in Vic. You know that. You, come on, Jermaine. You really think uh, that these owners not really thinking about Vic? And if they are, which team do you think he end up with uh, going into the 2009 season? Oh, it's, it's kind of hard to say. It's, you know, I, I don't think any team, especially you know, what you know, price they're going to be getting, man. I mean, it's going to be for pretty much dirt cheap, you know, league minimal. You know, any team, he's definitely worth taking the, you know, the risk. And I know they, they, they're they looking at the backlash from the media, but, you know, he got a slap on the hand. You know, people forgive and forget. You know, we want to see what Michael Vick, if he can still go out there and, and be electric as, you know, as he was. So, but I thought, I thought somebody on the West Coast would have been a uh, good fit for him, like the 49ers, you know, Kansas City. I mean, they definitely could use a player like that. You know, him being somebody like, um, you know uh, the, the uh, quarter. I mean, the, the head coach's name from San Francisco, uh, Mike Singletary. He, you know, I think a disciplinary like him, that would be a perfect fit. And they definitely yeah. don't have their quarterback situation figured out over there. So, Forty yeah. ers would be my pick. Yeah, less than one minute before our next break. Anquan Bolden report to camp. Was that a good move? Bad move by Anquan? Good move. Get your money. Get your money. Get your money. All right, I, I, I agree with you, man. I think that now he got new representation, new agent. He he's starting off with a clean slate. And I think, you know, it's time to play ball, man. You know, it, all seasons for the business now, it's time to play ball, do what you love, and have fun. So I agree with you. I think that was a good move for him to go to camp. Jermaine, it's, all, we'll be, it's time for us to take a, I'm sorry, it's time for us to take another break. And after we take this break, we'll come back and talk again a little bit more football as well as wrap up the show. Next on Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host for the day, Jermaine Henderson, on the Voice America Sports Network. It's a fly ball, 
got it with 2.8 seconds left. To left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. What's it like? What's it like? It's lonely. It's really lonely. I miss my brother. I miss my brother. I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same. I've got other people around me, but it's not the same. It's pretty scary, but I don't let it it's rattle me. It's pretty scary, Ryan, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to I'm get me. I'm always wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This'll all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This'll all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. The Sports Mavericks show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host for the day, Jermaine Henderson on the Voice American Sports Network. Jermaine, this is our last segment. For the dike, so let's go ahead and finish talking a little NFL. But first, I got a text, man, from Sports Director at Force America Sports Network, Ray Ellis, just texted me stating that Malcolm Jenkins is still holding out, and he's at the house studying his playbook. So for the New Orleans Saints, so 
I hope Malcolm Jenkins can get his money together and get his get his stuff right so he can report to camp. And I wish him luck heading into the 2009 season. You got something to speak on that, uh, Jermaine? Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's just it's a, it's, it's just business and it's nothing personal. You know, these guys just want to make sure that you know that security playing a dangerous game. So you got numbers have to be right. So yeah. I ain't mad at them. Make sure yeah, the numbers man. right before you port the camp. I hear you, man. Malcolm Jenkins, do your thing, man. Continue to listen to the network and, and continue to listen to outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Let's go ahead and talk about some football. Continue to talk NFL football, and this weekend is a is a. The best weekend if you uh old school football player or a player that's, that loves the game, and that's the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, this weekend taking off in Canton, Ohio. 2009 inductees go in. Guys like Bullet Bob Hayes, Randall McDaniel, Derek Thomas, owner Ralph Wilson, Rod Whitson from Pittsburgh Steelers, and my hometown hero from Norfolk, Virginia, Bruce Smith. Jermaine, uh, for the most part, let's play, you know, let's play a guessing game or a name game. Uh, go ahead and name me one or two players that you think should be in the Hall of Fame that's not in there so far, if you can think of. Um, Tim Brown. Mm-hmm. And uh, is it Tim in? Is he in? He's in the College Hall of Fame. I, yeah. I don't think he's eligible yet. Because yeah, I'm a receiver, so, you know, i got to go yeah. with Tim Brown and probably, what's that cat that cat that played for the Falcons? Andre uh, Risen. Andre Risen? Yeah. Oh, good. I good, love good. him, man. He was one of my favorites. Man, that's interesting. I, Andre, Andre is uh, he's not eligible yet, but I can I can see that. My two guys is Chris Carter, uh, wide receiver from Minnesota Vikings, uh, pound for pound, had the best hands as a receiver. Ohio State graduate, football player, as well as Charles Haley. I had to go defense. Charles Haley, out of Virginia, you know his guy everywhere he went, he he won, won five Super Bowl rings with Dallas as well as the Forty ers So those are my two guys. And I'm going to, you know, continue to watch the, this weekend and this weekend heading to the ceremonies for the 2009 Pro Football Hall of Fame inductees. Uh, congratulations to you guys. Let's go ahead and move and talk about uh, Reggie Wayne, uh, Pro Bowl wide receiver Reggie Wayne, reported the training camp in the construction gear this week, uh, Jermaine, and he stated that the coast is under construction. And he's here to ready to work this season, man. Um, with the coach, Jermaine, pretty much with the coach making that transition to head coach and releasing all-pro wide receiver Marvin Harrison, do you think the coach are under construction this season? Well, whenever you have a player like, you know, uh, you know, one of the best quarterbacks that's probably going to go down in history, you probably set all the records. I mean, you definitely have a chance. But I would definitely say they're under construction. You know, it's going to, you know, those, um, you know, receivers are going to definitely have to step up. Uh, well, a younger receiver, Reggie Wayne, he's proven, so you know he'll he'll put up his numbers. But you know, as far as their run game, you know, I think they're pretty solid there. So I mean, it's it, you know, it's time will tell. You know, they, they'll definitely be in the hunt. I think that you know, I definitely think that. I think they're always gonna stay in the hunt as long as they got the guy calling the snap counts, which mm-hmm. is Dave Manning. Mm-hmm. That guy there, as long as he's always running the, I mean, in the equation and running the ham, I think he's the type of guy will lead these guys to promised land. Either guaranteed playoffs when Peyton Manning behind the center, so. Uh, I, I see. I, I understand what he's trying to say as far as under construction, and there's a lot of stuff that took place this summer, but now they're here to work. So I, I like that approach. Every year he comes with something new. Last year he came with camouflage gear on, saying that uh, they was ready to go hunting. And the week before, and a couple of years ago, he came with the uh, Edron James jersey on to pay homage to his boy Edron. So I kind of like his swag. I like what he was doing, and, and I appreciate it. And I think that's that was that was tight. Let's go ahead and move and talk about some Redskins information, uh, Redskins storylines, I'm sorry. Redskins owner Daniel Snyder met with the starting quarterback, Jason Campbell, 
in a closed-door meeting last April, Jermaine, and he voiced his concerns about his performance. And for the most part, Jermaine, man, uh, I can understand Daniel Snyder being the owner, and he's the guy that really cuts the checks for the players. Uh, however, I think Jason, Cam- Jason Campbell, man, has done an okay job in his tenure with the Redskins. Uh, despite having three different offensive coordinators since he's been there, I think Jason's been holding, holding up uh, as, as a starter so far. I, I agree. I mean, I, I think he, he's done well. I mean, you you got to think about it. these NFL playbooks are, are humongous, you know, and for this guy to have to go through three of them and three different coaches, you know, I can't ask for more than that. The team has been performing. You know, they got a good run game, good defense. So, you know, I think this year this definitely should probably be a breakout season for him. And, you know, I know he was a little upset because they were pursuing, you know, other quarterbacks this offseason. But, you know, my advice, Jason, just play your game, man. And, you know, don't let anything, none of that stuff bother you. Just play your game and stuff will yeah. be fine. Yeah, let's, let's talk about a story that I saw, man, uh, over this week. Uh, Lindell White, you know, he, he shed some weight. He lost, like, 30 pounds, man. And uh, Lindell stated that he lost 30 pounds because he – he kicked tequila. He stopped drinking tequila for six months, man. Uh, and, you know, you're a former football player and a big – for all the listeners out there, Jermaine Henderson is a big-time fitness guru. So when he get his game tight for his company up and running, I'm going to give him, bring him back up here to plug his stuff. But uh, you're a big fitness guy, Jermaine. Do you think losing 30 pounds at his position will hurt him or help him heading into the season? I think it's going to going to help Lindell. You know, it's definitely as far as uh, you know his uh, agility and definitely speed. I mean, they, they, the smash and dash. You know, the uh, Chris Johnson said he he wanted to break away from that title, so Lindell could definitely set himself up. You know, if he if he does well, his contract will be up in you know uh, in a couple of years or so. You know, Chris Johnson is definitely the future. So him slimming down and you know he could be a premier back. You know, get that weight off of you and you know and, and do your thing. Maybe he'll go for a thousand yards this year. Yeah, I, I, that uh, remains to be seen. I want to see how that plays out, him losing 30 pounds. You know, he probably picked up a little speed, but for the most part he, he was known for a bruising back, kind of changed the pace for the team. So I want to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. But, Jermaine, it's that time, man, where we have to wrap up the show. I want to thank all the listeners for listening to Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host for the day, Jermaine Henderson. Have a blessed week, and remember, sports plus business equals wealth. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams and co-host Jacob Greer. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.